At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details.
he had like he had like this whiteboards up of all this like inspirational shit. I'm like, man, this guy's the goat. <laughs> and um, yeah, I pulled up that beat and we made grinding on my life. Word. You know what's wild now? Now people are gonna hear that and they're gonna realize like, oh, a let's build does work. You just got right. right and, and yo, this this at the time this was this was 2014. Yeah, that yeah. album didn't come out till 2017, 2018. Thanks, right. So like that beat, I made that beat like 2013, 2014. That beat, it was so old that like I didn't even want to put my tag on it because it was so outdated. Damn. He wanted me to go back into the beat and touch it up, but I didn't even have the stems do it because it was on such an old laptop. Old. Wow. Like that's that was that shit was old. I don't know if I can swear. Can I? Yeah, yeah, no, you, you say whatever fuck you want to say, yeah. bro. Fuck it. <laughs> um, no, but I just wanted to. I also I want to talk about that too because obviously Nip is our brother. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And out here in LA, you know what it is. But I think that that's that story that you shared is special because a lot of people, like like we were talking off air, be standoffish. They mm -hmm. they be afraid to not like how you say just hit somebody up and like initiate. The relationship mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Do you feel like that's been key to your success? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like, I, I always tell everybody, like, your network is your net worth at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, just like, hitting people up, getting getting in touch with people and stuff, and just, you know? I feel like that's always, that, that's also somewhat of a personality trait. Is that, is that your, <laughs> that you at core, or is that something you had to learn or develop over the years? Definitely something I learned, because like, I'm just like a, I'm from like a small town, like I'm small town Canadian, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like always like kind of like shy at the beginning. I kind of had to like, I think I started being around rappers and stuff, and they started like Migos would like push me on stage when it was my song. <laughs> be like fuck, fuck. Turn just up. push me on stage. Like yo, go out there. It's your song. Like yeah. like Rel would push me out there. I'm like fuck. And then it just like kind of just like that's like I grew into like, like you know what I'm saying. Just grew up around that, and I just like grew into like who I am today. You know. Were you um, were you uncomfortable? Like yeah. Super, were you <laughs> yeah. super uncomfortable? Um. Not super uncomfortable. Like stage fright, butterflies, yeah, 100%. throw up, I shit still, on yourself. Not shit on yourself. But, uh, <laughs> Hold up. I, not like, last one. like I still get I still get like um nervous before shows all the time. Right. Like I definitely have social anxiety still. Damn. I remember like before Coachella, I performed Coachella uh 2018. Mm -hmm. I brought out like DMX RP, you know what I'm saying? Uh I brought out ASAP Ferg, Rich the Kid, Tide All Sign. Um before that, I couldn't even eat. Really. Couldn't even eat. Like everyone was like, "Man, let's go eat." Before like, I'm nah. like, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I can't eat nothing right now. Like just that that like it's just like a lot. Like you know. Yeah. The, so when you now when does it leave? As soon as you hit the stage. Right when I hit the stage. So as soon as you hit the stage, you're right good. Right when I hit the stage, you're good. Right when I hit the stage, just the adrenaline just hits you. Like I don't know. I feel that it's crazy. Do you think? Do you think that that's more or less? I want to say social anxiety because you said it's social. Are you like that as a person too? Like not 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 when you're performing, but just out and about. Um. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So All I just right. feel like I feel like that's like I feel like maybe I was more like that like when I was a kid, but now because like my whole like growing up since I was 18, I'm 27. Now I'm turning 28 next month. So like this whole 10 years has been just like in like like you know what I'm saying like in more like social. Yeah. Yeah, settings and stuff. So, so you, you said you're from a small town. Is it Fort Erie, right? Fort Erie. Fort Erie. It's, but it's close to New Bu York, Buffalo. right? Buffalo. So it's like I could get to Buffalo in like three minutes. So how is get that the fuck being out from, yeah, a, it's being like from a, border a small town. city, but literally like New York is like right there. Like So how how was that? Did you often take trips over there? or what was All that the time. So like where I'm from, like people go over there to like fill up their tank of gas or go buy groceries and stuff because close. gas was cheaper in America than Canada and like... You go to the grocery store, y'all have better shit in the grocery store. That's a fact. Cereal, whatever it is, like real shit. So it's like where yeah. I'm from, people go there all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I started going over there. That was the first place I really wanted to like, I'm like, I got to go to Buffalo. Like it's America, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I was fucking with this rapper, John Boy, out there. And then um, he took me to the studio and I met um, Conway wow. from Griselda yeah, yeah. back in the day. And like their boy... Uh, DJ Shea, R.I.P. Like their um DJ, their their homie, he used to try to like buy my drums off me for like thirty bucks. He'd be like, "Damn, hey man, your drums are hard, bro." <laughs> I'd be like, "Thanks." He'd be like, "I want to buy them. How much?" I'm like, Shit, "I don't know, like two He's like, "I got thirty bucks." I'm like, "Man, get, <laughs> get out of here!" I'm like, I'm like seventeen, man. Yo, <laughs> trying to hustle you for the drums. <laughs> so, what was the what was the knowledge in the sense as far as like getting into the, the business? I mean, did you have mentors? It was family members. Did you did they have a, a sense of like, yo, I'm I'm into the music business. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, how, how did you kind of like navigate through that? Um, so I don't like. I feel like I just had like a, 
I had like a hustler's ambition at a young age. You know, I used to like sell weed in high school. I feel like that helped a lot though. Yeah. Just from like understanding like how to run a business. So I would go on the internet. I was selling my beats for like 50 bucks. Western Union, like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, yeah, if you yeah. send me a thousand, I'm gonna send you six beats. Like, you know what I'm saying? I might send 10. You can just pick pick five. Like, you know? And I was doing that so much, I had my Western Union account got flagged. I, they, I couldn't get no money out of it. Oh, they thought you were like trafficking or yeah, something. Yeah, so they were sending me money and I couldn't even get the money. So. Wait, so you, so, okay, just, okay, look at, the, look at it from this perspective, mm. right? If you are a government official, right? <laughs> just think about it. Fort Erie, there's this kid who's 17 or 18. Getting like a couple thousand getting dollars. Getting racked, sent over the border. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does it look like to you? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I saying? never had a job, like, never had a job, man. I, like, I don't know. You've never had a job? Nah. Never filled out an application? I know I definitely did. I didn't get the job. <laughs> What's some of the applications you filled out? McDonald's. McDonald's didn't hire you? Staples. Bro. Those are the only two, I think. <laughs> so that was in, that was for that was in Canada? That was in Canada. All the cool kids used to work at McDonald's and shit. That's wild. I never think. wanted to work though. Like I used to like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like finding some ways to get money and stuff. Bro, that's a God's <laughs> blessing right there, bro. Like for you not to get hired at McDonald's, like they hired everybody in <laughs> They did. They wouldn't hire me, man. That's crazy. But I mean, but it, then, it, it allowed you to kind of Yeah, and then it's like I just started selling beats and then selling them on the internet, PayPal and stuff. I was making like little bit of money like i was making at least a couple thousand a month that's yeah. like when you were a kid that's, that's like crazy that's man. enough Yo, that's yeah, enough that's Real crazy shit. that's enough what what about your um your family were they supportive of you doing yeah. the music thing because i know like a lot of times families are like get a job get benefits yeah. yeah no like my dad um so like my dad r.i.p he passed away like six years ago but like he was like amazing guitar player and shit like he wanted me in music that's all he wanted and then my mom she's just like always been supportive but she's like you know like mother's worried mother's like yo you know like you, like you should go to school, yeah. you do this, and Back I was like, plan. Nah, I don't want to like go to school. You know, like the school I wanted to go to was a music school in Toronto, and that was like ten thousand a year, and like I couldn't afford that. And my parents, like, you know, what I'm saying we nah, not enough Western unions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> to afford that. No. How did you end up in Chicago, bro? Man, so I was like, that's like when the drill scene. After I feel like after Walker's wave in Atlanta, it went to the it went to like the, the not the drill that people know nowadays, but the drill scene in like. Chief Keith yeah. yeah. and all those guys. So it was like that shit was popping off. I'm like, man, I gotta get into this scene. I was talking to Chief Keith on like Facebook and stuff. He was telling me to make like Soldier Boy type beats and shit. And then um Bro, you gonna use yeah, your resources. Right. I like yeah, that. I was just, I was in there. So then so then I I remember there was a guy, D Gaines, that was shooting all of Chief Keith's videos and that like they were everyone was popping off of his page. So I was like, I'm gonna go on his YouTube, find a rapper I like, build a relationship with him. And so I did that. I found this guy, Kill Bill. And then, like, I, like, built a relationship with him, talked to him for, like, three, four months. I remember he was sending me songs. I was, like, burning them on a CD, going to play them on my mom's whip and stuff. And then um, I ended up flying to, I went to, fly, fly, I flew to Chicago. I, like, linked up with them and shit. They sh took me around the south side. It was crazy. And then um, I linked up with, like, some of Chief Keys people and stuff. And that was, like, I was, like, man, this is it's happening, you bro, know? Bro, speaking of worrying, bro. Can you imagine, like, what your mom, like, telling your, like, can you imagine having a kid He's like, yeah, mom, I'm going to Chicago. My parents these, were like, fuck with these what drill the niggas. fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? My right? parents were like, yeah, they were like, they were definitely, like, worried. Like, <laughs> but, like, they just kind of let me do my thing. And, but, like, but you would obviously have things to show them to let them know, like, yo, I'm, I'm successful in my own world with this, right? But, like, but then I wasn't, though. It was like, I wasn't even getting paid like that. I was working with this guy, Leaky Leak, RIP, he passed away. He was uh, making beats for um, Chief Keef and stuff, but he was rapping. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was like, he was rapping on my beats, and then he was getting Chief Keef and people in the videos. So it was like, felt like I was getting that, wow. that much closer. Oh, yeah. That first trip to Chicago, I met Dy too. Dy, he produces a lot of stuff for Future and Itaway Mafia and stuff. Like he's 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 a big time producer now too. So oh, from that original trip, it's crazy. Now um, I saw something where. I think I don't remember what I saw, but I remember uh, seeing something where you said the Migos flew you out, and was that for was that during that was around Pipe It Up or what? So like so right after that in 20, 2012, 2013, then when I got home from Chicago, I was like I need to get into the Atlanta music scene. Like I like I'm like building my name into the Chicago scene. Now I need to get in Atlanta. You there planting flags Atlanta's, Atlanta's like that's the bread and butter. Like yeah. it's like that's what I got to get into. You know what I mean? And, like, I'll, at those times, I was always on Dat Piff live mixtapes and stuff, and I saw these guys, the Migos, and, like, I listened to their stuff. I'm like, this shit just sounds so different. The way they're rapping and stuff, I'm like, I know this is going to be something because it sounds like nothing. So I hit them up on Twitter, 
<laughs> and then another um, one, bro. This dude, you three you, for three. I had, <laughs> you three for it three. Was, you know that, bro, right? It's a roll, man. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I hit up their boy on Twitter. I was like, yo. So Offset was locked up at the time. So I was like, yo, play my beats for Quavo and take off, and I'll give you beats to rap on. And at the time, the guy was like, well, I'm actually just engineering them, so send it through. So I sent it, and then like two weeks later, the Migos Twitter followed me, and they were like, um, we want to sign you, come out to Atlanta and stuff. And then like they're like, is this the white boy? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, they they booked my flight, flew me out, and they they just really wanted to see like that I could I was really making the beats, and I wasn't like I had someone else Catfish. making the beats for me. So you yeah. lived with them too at some point. So I I used to go out there, stay with them a couple months at a time and stuff. Like that first trip out there though, they were like living in a studio. It was crazy, and I was like, "See, man, I can make the beats." It's me. Like, it's me. The white boy <laughs> making the beats. Like Rich the Kid was in there, Pee Wee Longway. Now, yeah, when you now when you say you lived with them, like for like, it was an extended amount of time, like a month, a month or two at yeah, a time, three months at a time. Go home for a little bit, come back, and like, man, yeah, it was crazy. Like, so what's the conversation like with your mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck is. I don't know, man. She just like, let you just do your thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like, the border situation in Canada, too, like, being for, and from a different country, you can't just come in America and just, like, chill out here. And, you That's know what I'm saying? You can't just go to Canada. Canada don't fuck with nobody. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's, 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 it's vice versa. Like, so it's like, you know, I had to keep going home, checking in, and then going back. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. That shit was crazy. I remember, like, this one time I was, like, staying with them, and they were like, yo, Come with us, murder in the sprinter. We about to we about to go. I'm like, for how long, bro? They're like, like, nah, don't even grab nothing. Just come, come. We're gonna be gone for like a day. We're gonna be back tomorrow. I'm like, all right, fuck. And like, we drove a sprinter from like Atlanta to like Florida, and then and then from like Florida like to like Cleveland or something. It was like some crazy shit. I was like, we were gone for like five days. I wore the same clothes. I was yeah. like, like you guys I was said like, one day. What's going on that here? That shit man. was funny, man. So what are the amigos like as roommates? Uh, just, yeah. that, What's the like hygiene serious. protocol like with a bunch of motherfuckers staying in one in one place like that? Is that is it like okay? Do you get to take like you were wearing the same fit for a week? That was I, only that time. Oh, like, okay. you know, it's like, like, don't play me. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Here. I have my suitcase from Canada. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Everyone just be on their own thing. You know what I'm saying? There's three of them, so they all, you know what I'm saying? Everyone just be thing. scattered all over the house and stuff. Lots of weed smoke. Did, now, <laughs> now, um, you coming back and forth and in going back and forth. Did where when you when you went home, were people like? knowing what you were doing, who you were, and shit like that? Yeah, people were starting to figure Asking it out you for money. Uh, people like it's crazy. So like, w when we made Emmett Smith, I remember seeing it on BET, and like people thought I was making like millions of dollars at those right. times, and I had like no money, wow. like none. <laughs> like I was, I was barely getting thousand dollars a beat. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just like going home and stuff. Like people knew what I was doing, but people really like. I feel like when the Migos popped off and people knew I was working with the Migos, that's when people started like kind of like respect it. Like okay, mm. like he's really doing it, you know. And did it? Be oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Did it become easier for you to then work with other artists too to get in? From like yeah, like so like what I did was like when I started working with Cheap Keith, I always used to tell people, "Yo, Cheap Keith's producer," mm. and it's like because he's hot at the time. So it's like if you're like if you're so anyone a rapper, you're like, "Oh, cool, yeah, send me some shit." Like yeah. you know, it's the hot shit. And then it's like when I started fuck with the Migos, I was like, yo, Migos producer murder. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I used to go around everywhere. And the Migos, they were they got so hot and they didn't fuck with a lot of people. So it was like I was like one of the few producers. So I was like doing that to get into plenty doors. You know what I mean? Did they have a problem? Did everybody was okay with you saying what yeah. you doing that and shit like yeah. that? I think so. The motherfuckers, yeah, right. they, they should be. I'm I think so. Breaking out these hits for yeah. them. You know what I mean? But those are those are that's those are my boys. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's family. Like I've known these guys for almost 10 years now. Where when when did you feel like, yo, okay? I, I'm I'm doing something right. When, when when did you feel like I made it? Mm. I knew I was doing something right when we dropped Pipe It Up. Mm. And I got my first check. I went to SoCan with, with, with my manager, Corey, and we got like 20K. Wow. We were like, oh, yeah, here That's we it. go. Like, it's boy, that was pretty big. Like, oh, and it's right like seeing everyone <laughs> dabbing across the world and yeah. all these different like sports, this, that, like Hillary Clinton. Obama, everyone was just dabbing, and that's yeah. all off of the song that we did. I was like, this is crazy. Like, we, we created, like, this whole movement that's, like, not even just the song or, like, the beat that I did or anything. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, a whole movement of this dance move and dabbing, and you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um, definitely, like, the made it, made it moment was, like, when I did um, With You on Drake's Views. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. That, yep. was, that was, like, when I was like, okay, we in there. We and, in there. Yeah. And now, but I was gonna say at that point, did you tell tell moms like, yo, now now I have something to show you? Or is if in her mind it's still like, 
don't know. Nah, she knew. Like she definitely even knew like with the Migo stuff and like that it was it was it. it was happening. Now, mm-hmm. real quick, you you did mention uh, your dad resting, but your um he was a guitarist. Yeah. When did you get into hip hop? Like when what, what was the spark for you? So, um, I remember like my uncle, he always used like he had like this like Eminem C D and he always be like, Yo, you should listen to this and I was like, Yeah, it's cool. Like I would like I would like listen to it, it was cool, but I used to, I like the beats. And like that's all like Dr. Dre. Like I used to love Facts. the beats, the beats. And then I remember like walking, like turning on like a music channel at home and I saw like the hater love it music video with the game at 50. And I was like, this beat, like I was like, everything is just so hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like it's fire. And I feel like me being like a drummer at a young age and like playing drums and stuff, I was always like about the beats. Like I'd go downstairs, my dad would be playing guitar and like I'd go to his drum machine and like he would have it on like either like autoplay mm-hmm. and I would just go over there and start like doing, like, the drums for him to play guitar to and stuff. So it was, like, when I started hearing beats and stuff, I'm like, man, this shit, is, like, it's fun. It's, it's like, cool. And then my boy showed me the, the FL studio, and I just started making beats and stuff, and, like, my beats were horrible. Horrible. But, but like, literally, like, I remember my first beat, it was, it was fucking terrible. And I was, like, after I made that beat, I'm like, this is what I want to do. Like, I knew this is what I want to yeah. do, but it was shit. Now, it was shit for the first, like, yeah. nine months. It was Now, you saying your, your, it was, your beats were horrible back then, right? Horrible. <laughs> like... Or do you have some of those? Still? Yeah, you do. I would love to hear those. No, I gotta, <laughs> love to. I gotta face the shit. Do Dude. you do you keep it just to kind of like go back to show the progression over the years, or is it like I used you- to? So like I used to always keep the shit on my YouTube. So just like just like um recently we kind of cleaned up my YouTube. But I always had my beats from the first beat wow. I put on YouTube to now. I had like so you could go and see the growth from it. That's amazing, man. Oh yeah, I yeah. We got to talk <laughs> because I, I would love. And then also, um, as far as like the, have you ever tried to get some of that shit off? Like to like, just see if somebody would take it because because of who you are. I haven't honestly. I should though. My, see, I got a problem. So like, when I go to a session or I'm sending out beats and stuff, I only send like the recent stuff that I've made in like the last like little bit because I'm always like making new new beats and stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of stuff gets looked over. Really, a lot. How much? How much do you think you got in the, in the archive just sitting there? I make like, I make around like seven hundred beats a year. Really? It's like my average. It's like six to like five to like eight hundred beats a year. What's the average. most you've made in one year? I think like seven hundred, eight hundred, something like that. You God. made seven hundred beats in a year. That's what, like two a day almost. Yeah. Bro. But like some days, like I'll go in and make ten beats in a night. Some days I won't. I won't make a beat for two weeks. Some days I'll make like a day of beat, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's all just like random. And then, and then also, uh, first of all, I do want to congratulate you on the release of your your own shit too. You know, no, I, I feel like it. that's the next evolution for yeah. producers, songwriters, etc. Um, but then, like when you when you create the beat, I know the tight beat is a thing now, but mm-hmm. it wasn't always a thing. Like, I came up off that shit. Like on YouTube, I always used to just make beats like like other people's stuff and go Chief Keith Young Chop type beat, 808 Mafia type beat. Like I was doing all that shit, and that was like driving traction to my youtube channel and then i was monetizing my shit so i was getting little thousand dollar checks yeah, yeah. here and there too little kickback know? yeah damn he really approached this shit like a business no i mean it's smart <laughs> i mean if you got to think about it that's literally the only option you got a passion for you're gonna figure a way out to make it work out gotcha um so so for you like I, one thing i kind of like we were talking about this before you know hip boy spoke on producer tags recently and you know not really having them on some of his beats because it was you know not the popular thing, or you know, it's kind of frowned on at one point. So for you, when it when it comes to putting the tags on your beats, was that a, was that a thing that you knew automatically? I have to do this, and I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I'm gonna make it work out. Yeah. So like the first beats, I'll even play them. Like like the first beats I had this like robotic, like Fruity Loops like vo- voice thing it was like murder <laughs> beats. Like it was like the most robotic thing. And I, but like I was doing that, so when I put my shit on YouTube, people couldn't steal it. Right. It was kind of just like to stamp it like that. Yeah. But then you know like. I, I was always putting like the Momo Murder on everything, mm-hmm. on like the mixtapes and everything, because it's like, I'm like, I gotta, people gotta know who I am. Yeah. And it's like, you don't see me, I'm behind the scenes. So I'm gonna make sure that if I'm on a mixtape, I'm gonna make sure that they're putting Produced by Murder in the title. Mm-hmm. So when you go on live mixtape, you see my name and you're hearing my name every time. Mm-hmm. And I Branding. feel like, gotta brand it. You gotta brand yourself. Cause like at the time it's like, how am I gonna make money if like no one knows who the fuck is making the beat? But then you also said um when we were talking about victory, like you didn't want to put your tag yeah. on that beat. So has has though have have those opportunities passed you up sometimes where you're like, fuck, I didn't know this was gonna be one of those or where you didn't put your tag on it? Uh, I don't I can't think of any but I think that was like the only one. 
Word. Really? Yeah, because I, I I pretty much put my tag on like a lot of stuff, but I don't know. Was my tag on that song? Did you? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember. Yeah, really. I don't know. But yeah. Now, um, also, <laughs> this is funny to me. Producers um, who are DJs, right? My my big homie talk, told me long years ago. He was like, "Bro, the best producers are DJs." Versus where now, like producers start DJing mm -hmm. in the inverse, right? Have you always wanted to like perform and shit like that, or did that is that something you kind of picked up, or how? Mm -hmm. I used to never want to do it. I always used to be like, man, I don't know if I want to do the DJ stuff. Like, I remember like way back in the day, Coach K was like, man, you should DJ, and I was like, nah, I don't want to DJ. Like, I don't, I want to be a producer. But then, like, I just feel like the brand just kept getting so big where it's like, then we started getting offers. Like, people wanted me to DJ. They want to see me. I have I have music that people want to see live. So it's, like, got to the point where we got an offer, like, four or five years ago to, like, I DJ. I, it was for me to DJ a New Year's party in Hawaii. Mm. And then my manager's like, man, it's like a free vacation. Like, you might as well take it. I'm like, I might as well take it, you know? It, yeah. And then that kind of just got the ball rolling. And now I love DJing. Word. It's, it's wow. fun. When, when did you, <laughs> when did you yeah. go from, from beat maker to producer in, in your mind? Um, Probably just, like, getting in the room mm -hmm. with people. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, like, this is, I was talking about this, like, last week with somebody. It's just like, the beat maker, producer, what makes you a producer? It's like, everyone's going to give you a different answer. Facts. Someone's going to be like, oh, it's like this when you're working with this person, or it's this, or it's, oh, taking all these pieces and putting it together. But it's really, I don't know. I just feel like just working with an artist and just getting in there and, like, having a voice, you know what I'm saying? And, like, directing where the record goes and stuff. Like, I feel like all of it's producing. Yeah. You know? That's interesting. Because I, you're right. Everybody is going to have their own definition of what it is mm -hmm. and, what, and how this works and shit like that. Now, if, what about you? Are there any producers? I mean, are, you don't have to say any names. But are there any people who you look at like, oh, he's a beat maker, not a producer? Are there... Cause that way it would differentiate in your mind, right? Um, maybe like the kids on the internet just behind like their like um their like profile pic or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's not really out there. Like selling just beats on the internet, probably like a beat maker. So that was sort of so you sending sending the emails out when you get in the room is when you start to produce the record. Yeah, but you don't know what they're doing. But like when they, even with like a lot though. of my shit, like it's just like send the beats out. You know what I'm saying? Send the packs. Like I wouldn't like say like. I'm a beat maker or like whatever you call it, but shit. If the shoe fits, man, whatever you want to say, man, we getting we get into it. So. We get into it. Could, <laughs> now, could you could you put uh can you pinpoint like for you if you if you can like describe your sound in, in three words, right? So hey. my sound is like the ambience of Canada and Toronto and like the grittiness of like dirty south. Okay. I feel like that's my sound. That's actually a really like, good description. Yeah. That's pretty good. You rehearsed that? Yeah. <laughs> I always say that. Yeah. Hey, when he said it, Corey was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for this question. Whenever, it's like, yeah. it's like, when, like whenever people say that, it's like, I don't yeah. know, I just feel like that is it, though, because yeah. it's like, Canada has, like, this ambience for, like, R&B music and the gloominess of, like, the weather and the snow and all this shit, but then, like, Atlanta's got that trap shit yeah. and, like, the bounce and all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so so why not rely on your sound? And and this is going back to the tag, right? Mm -hmm. Why not rely on your sound to be the thing that speaks for you versus the tag itself to actually promote? We could do that, too. You know what I'm saying? I've used some of the hardest kicks, you know what I'm yeah. saying, that people are like, damn, I, that, I know that's murder's kick, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. Still, it's just branding. Like, I, I want people to know who I am Smart. and who's behind the beat, yeah, you know? I feel that. Now, uh, you said Toronto. What'd you say again? I, I, I the ambience like that of shit. Toronto that, that, and the grittiness yeah. of the South, right? That's yeah. fire. That's fire. <laughs> like, I'm a branding guy. That's fire. <laughs> like, that's um, the ambiance of Toronto. Spe uh, how did you, because I don't want to say just because the the Canada connection, but when you first started linking with with Drake, how did that happen? Was that like a cold call type of thing too? Or? It, was, it was. It was. A, it was like a process. So like I was working with Amigos and stuff. I was trying to get to Drake, and I'm like, man, like. He don't, I don't even think he knows who I am still. It's like, damn, like, I'm working with these guys in the South and stuff. Um, then I started working with um, Party, Party Next Door, Sign yep. of Drake. We started doing stuff. And, and then um, I feel like a big one was um, Baca, his boy Baca. Um, at the time, Baca wasn't even really rapping like that, but we took him to the studio, and we started just making a lot of songs and stuff. And that's, like, when I got the tag, the Baca, the murder on the beat, so it's yeah. not nice. We had a song, he was like... Shout out to Baca, he's been Yeah, shout out to Baca. He was like, he was like Baca, a.k.a. not nice, murder on the beat, so it's not nice. And I feel like after we made that song, I saw Drake, like, a couple months ago. I, I was at um, South By, South By Fader Fort or something. 
And um, he was like, yo, that song you got with Baca's Heart. He's like, yo, any beats you send me, start putting that tag on it. I'm like, all right, cool. Are you serious? Yeah. So I feel like that was like the big one. So Drake is the reason you put your, you have that. Baca, yeah. No, I'm just no. saying, he told you to put that shit on your shit. Yeah, so. So fr from that point forward, you started using the Baca tag, right? there, was, there was one other time. So like after I made the song with Baca, I was with Sunny Digital. Um, I was with Sonny in Canada. And I was like, yo, like, I was I was thinking about using it as a tag. And I was like, to Sonny, I was like, because I know he had a couple tags at the time and stuff. I was like, yo, like, what do you think of this if I use it as a tag and I play him the song? He's like, no, you should definitely use that. Mm. So I was like, okay, I, I think I'm going to start using that. And then around the same time, then the Drake told me too. So I was like, all right, man. Throwing it on everything. Throwing it on everything. Damn, that's fire. We, we had now, Shorty Shorty up in here not too long ago. He he talked the world of you, man. Just that's my really, boy. Really bigged you up. Now, yeah. Facts. Do, do you prefer to to go in and create whole bodies of projects with, with an artist? It's or, fun, man. Yeah. That's just fun. Does like, that fulfill you more than, than the one-offs and the singles? Yeah, no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? You get to know somebody. You know what I'm saying? You have fun, turn up, make the songs, and then I can kind of like... Get in there, and when we're spending time with each other, I can kind of get somebody out their box or, like, you know what I'm saying, out their comfort zone a little bit. And we just have fun with it, you know? That was a fun project. We made, you know what I'm saying, we made it, like, pretty quick, you know? Um, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to um, talk tell you that when I heard Nice For What for the first time, right, it was one of them things It was, like, it was kind of like me and, me and my manager, Silas, we was both like, what the fuck are we listening to right now? Like it was just like this shit is like incredible, right? And when you talk about the say it again, the ambiance, the ambiance of Toronto, <laughs> <laughs> the, the ambiance of what? Of Toronto. He didn't want to say it. The grittiness of the South. Okay, well he memorized your <laughs> shit, but that that's good branding. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it just that's what it was. And to me, it was like um, it's like your the when I like when when you talk about out of the box shit, I like when you fuse like different sounds. Mm -hmm soul samples or different things like that but it's still like it still got that fucking that still that layer to it the the what south that slap <laughs> the grittiness the grittiness of the south <laughs> i like that shit now is that is that intentional when you when you create certain tight beats like oh i hear this person on this song like oh i know or when you make a record that's number one do you know it's a number one when you make the beat by itself because i've heard beats that's like oh that's a hit whoever rap on it it's a hit so like I was like with Drake like that whole process like we made that like together and stuff like my like my manager Corey he, he actually picked the sample get the fuck out yeah, of here Corey picked the okay, sample Corey. and stuff you know what I'm saying okay so, <laughs> so wish. yeah yeah but that was that was that was a fun moment but like yeah when we made the song like we literally like he's like this is gonna be a big one I'm like number one. Like we're like yeah, like it's like we knew it you know as soon as you heard the beat like when like, it's done like or like I did the beat I made the beat in probably like thirty minutes like. Not it wasn't it, was, it didn't take that long and then like when I was making the beat he was writing and then he recorded it and then like he had like most of it done and then we're like yeah this one's about to be big like I knew it that's fire bro knew it knew it that's so, fire so and just like the way that the beat came about is everything like it's just like that's where it's like that energy of being in the room producing with somebody when you're there it's like you can't get that feeling I wouldn't have made that beat sitting at home you know what I'm saying it's like the whole experience and the energy of just like coming together and being creative like with a bunch of people like that's one thing like i i always say like music's a collaborative sport just like you have a band you have all these different people that you know what i'm saying like you play bass i play drums he sings he plays guitar like it's a collaborative sport you know what i'm saying it's just like a team a basketball team or something so like i i never like um i never knock people for collaborating i collaborate on majority of my stuff you know that's what's up yeah now just because I, i'm just geeking out, and I know producers will probably just love this, and just people that are fans of music. Like, what, what, when you have that vibe in the studio, right? And it's that energy, right? What, what do you, what do you draw on? Like, are you paying attention to what this person is doing on, on the side? Like, when, when you're talking about these feelings and the, and the, the, the energy inside the room, can you kind of like walk us through like certain things that you're paying attention to? Like, you say, yo, this is just different because of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's, I don't know, it could be the, the. Uh, I don't know if it's smoke. I don't know what it is, but mm. just maybe in the studio, what it is about that energy that you're like picking up off of? I don't know. I feel like it's like adrenaline. Mm. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're, if you're playing basketball and you get the ball and it's like fourth quarter and like, you, you know, you can hit this shot. Like you, you're going to be going like your heart's going to be pumping. It's like when I'm like in those, like that's like game time situations. Like when you're in the studio making stuff on the spot, people are, People are dependent on you to play your role and do what you do. That's why you're here. You know what I'm saying? So but what pressure if, let, makes let's, diamonds let's or burst pipes, you're, man. You're feeling something, right? Yeah. But the room ain't responding. But you feeling that shit. 
Yo, you over there, you going I gotta crazy fucking, in your laptop. I gotta fucking sell that shit. I was like, I don't know. Y'all don't feel this? <laughs> Has anybody stone faced you before while you was making the beat? Like straight up, just like didn't give you no good. Like you were you were going crazy in your laptop, and they're just like, nah. There's definitely probably been like a handful of times where people don't like. Obviously, like not everyone's gonna fuck Other with the same court. shit. Yeah, not everyone's gonna fuck with the same shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? If I'm making a beat, you was like, I'm like, all right, cool, shit, I'm gonna send it this way. Right, 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 right. And like then it's, it's gonna be a hit over here, and you're gonna be like, wait, I actually fucked with that beat. It's like, oh, that, I, I kind of want to know that as well, man. Is beats it, have got played, passed on. I want to know them stories bro. numerous times, man. <laughs> I want to know who big artists passing on the motorsport beat. Really? And then the motorsport shit come come about. You see all these people on it. It's like, yeah, like it happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's been a bunch of times too when I've just had like a bunch of people record on one beat, and that gets messy though. A little bit. That definitely that's that that seems like a a a, a, a crazy um phone call that has to happen. Well, yeah. I don't I don't think it has to be that difficult. Nah, right? I mean, listen, nigga. Well, nope. I'm, I'm a I'm, well I'm a throw it back to to Hit Boy only because of the conversation, right? I, I heard him recently mention that he said, "Look, whoever pays for the beat, that's who the beat belongs to." Man, is shut it, up to Hit Boy, man. Is it <laughs> is it that simple or is it not that simple? Pretty much, like whenever you pay for it, then the business and the contracts get wrote up, and then the songs released, right? Yeah. Now, we got to start doing like auctions for beats. <laughs> Has ever been a that'd be fire? Like an auction? Imagine that. There, there are beat auctions. That'd be that's crazy. A, that's a real thing. I want to do it. You want to do it? Connect me with the people, man. I got you. Uh, I got you. Um, has it ever happened where you thought a song was gonna come out on this artist's album and it came out on this uh, this album because they both had the beat simultaneously? Man, there's been so much shit like that. Corey's shaking his head, ladies and gentlemen. Like, what? <laughs> give me an example of a song. You don't Corey's have to tell me the other artist, but Corey's what song? Corey's his head, ladies and gentlemen. What song was it? Man, there's what beat been was it? there's been times where like I've had like a song with an artist and then I hear that like they're not using the beat, so I give the beat to this person and then it comes out on their album and then the day it comes out, they're like, wait. I was gonna use that beat on my nice album. And I was, was like, my song. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I was like, fuck. Like your engineer just told me you weren't using it. He's oh, like, but we still using it. So then I gotta go in there and remake the beat a little bit. Man. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Get two placements out of one beat. Why man? not, man? Two for one. So I want to <laughs> know. And, and you don't have to get into the specifics of it, but I do want to know: Was there a phone call? Right? You said somebody passed on a motorsport beat. Was that call? Did you get somebody that that called you back and said? Any kind of conversation after the fact, like, damn, I, I shouldn't have passed on it, or hey, yo, can we still work something out, or is it at that point it's a wrap? No, at that point it's kind of like, you know, it is what it is, damn, you know? But then uh, do they hit you and say, man, I, I fucked up? Uh, not really, okay. no. Because they, like, they know they fucked up. Yeah, right. That's it. What about your relationship with uh with Guwap, Gucci? Gucci, man. I, I feel like, like, bro, no bullshit, I, we, I had Gucci here. And I was asking him, does he know that most roads in hip hop damn near lead to him? No, every, like, yeah. in, in a crazy way, right? Yeah. It, do, do you agree or disagree? No, hundred percent. Like I'm a big Gucci fan. You know what I'm saying? I remember, like, I was always like, man, I want to, I want to work with Gucci. And then he got locked up. I was like, I had like an acapella and shit. I wanted to put out the song, but I was like, nah, I'm just gonna wait. When he gets out, I'm gonna meet him at the right time. And like the first record we ever did was back on road with Drake. Wow. Drake called me to his house. It's like I got I got I gotta play you something. He played me no shopping with French before it came out. Yeah. And he played me back on road. And like they were like, Yeah, Gucci's gonna get out and drop this or whatever. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And then after that, me and Gucci connected and we made like a bunch of songs and stuff. But yeah, man, like I used to have like like the Hood Classics DVD. I used to play the DVD in my car and shit. Like Gucci's a legend. Yeah, you- I, I remember one day I was with him, I was like, Man, Amigos Adler just so hard. He's like, Man. I talked about do that. It was, like, it was, like, it was funny, me. man. Real shit. Nah, but shout out to Gucci, man. He's the he's the trap legend, man. He's sure. a goat. You know what I'm saying? He's innovating. You know what I'm saying? He's dropping books. Like he's making book money. Yeah. No, you said you had a song before he went in. It was a or was no. It was, that was the first one out. Got gotcha. the back on road. Got gotcha. you with Drake. Um. So so moving forward, man. What what are the things that you're looking to do? You you got this deal right now. What what are the things that we're looking forward? This year, what, what's what's fulfilling you as a producer, as an artist, and what are you looking to kind of set your aim at this year? Just like drop more records, you know what I'm saying? Just keep having fun with it, you know. Like I feel like this Blast Wale record that I just dropped one shot amazing. is like it's like an amazing, feel good, like all white day party, mm-hmm. champagne kind of vibe, you know what I'm saying? The, my next one, I probably want to just drop a little street song mm-hmm. or like maybe some upcoming rappers I fuck with and stuff. I just want to keep like. Keep it going. How'd you end up linking with Blast? So it's funny. So like I was actually in Miami working with Rick Ross 
So, like, we were down there at Circle House working on his shit, and someone was like, have you met Blast before? I was like, nah. He's like, yeah, he's here. I'm like, tell him to come in the room. So he came in the room, and I was like, and, like, we, we were, like, talking a little bit, and I was like, man, like, let's let's try something. He's like, yeah, pull something up. So I pulled up a beat I made, like, last, like, I, I like, I made a beat, like, the week before at my house, but I pulled it up in the session. I got, like, Turbo and OG Parker to, like, add to it and stuff. And then we pulled it up, and then he did the hook. And I was like, man, this shit fire. Like, I'm like, yo, this shit fire. And I was, like, I was like, wait one second. I knew Wale was there, too, so I went and grabbed Wale. I'm like, yo, come in here, do a verse, man. Come. I was like, I was like pushing his buttons, like, man, come on, man, get on this record, man. He's like, oh, fuck, all right. Came over there, wrote the record, we, and we did it right there. Bang. Banged it out. And then I, when we finished the record, I was like, man, I need to, I'm taking this one. Yeah, this, this I looked beat. at both of them, I'm like, man, this is my shit. <laughs> this is my shit. I'm taking this one. If, shit, you know? That's what's up. I like the video, too. Um, I appreciate it. It was a dope concept. Do you, are you a part to, like, as much hands-on as you are, are you hands-on in that stuff, too? The treatments of the videos? Uh, Some stuff, you know? I feel like someone's, I do, I think it was, like, my team's idea, Corey or somebody, that got that idea about the female basketball and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, one shot, it's, like, it's all to do with basketball, you know what I'm saying? So, I be seeing, like, a lot of, like, the um, basketball blogs and Instagrams and stuff, they're, like, posting the song behind, like, Montage clips and stuff, so it's cool. And shout out to the LA team; they actually won uh, in the in the video. Yeah, we out here. I was you know what I'm saying? Like, All right, man. Murder can't come up in here now. Uh, what you call it? I was I was having an argument with one of my homies, and about about rap songs, right? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like the he's like the one. He was like the one white guy, and he's always in the in the in the mix with all of the dudes, all of the all of the black people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always funny to watch him. Rap songs, cause he he mutes himself when the n word comes. Man, <laughs> do you find yourself doing that all like, the time? All so the you'll time. be like, yeah. Man, I'm not gonna lie. I like, I feel like if I'm around a white white person and they say that word, it's like I get a. It's like just like it's cringe. It's like it's not. Yeah. It's not right. I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel I that. It's just it's always funny to watch the white homie do it. Cause <laughs> and that's why even my mom, my mom's like, why do they gotta swear so much? I can't even sing the song. <laughs> like, hey, Senator Ariana, uh, hey, you this one for you. You, mom. you know what I'm saying? Hey, you could listen to that Chloe shit. This is for you. <laughs> I remember like the Migos would be like, man, you get the pass. It's like, nah, man. We ain't doing that. You ain't getting me like that. We ain't doing that. They gonna have me on the internet killing me. We ain't doing that. I don't want that pass at all. Now look, we um we're gonna let we're gonna let you go in a second. I got okay, so we do this thing called the homegrown head scratcher. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have our listeners call the radio station and they guess whether you got the answers to these questions right or wrong, right? These are sixth grade elementary school test questions. I'm going to ask you three of them. <laughs> All right. Okay, and just you, no matter, you have to guess. Even if you don't know the answer, you still have to guess, so that way they call and they win prizes whether you got it or not. All right, cool. Cool? All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. What are the three primary colors? Red, blue, and green. He's a producer. He be seeing colors when he make beats and shit. Do you, yeah, do you, know? you do you see colors and shit? I Man, I see a lot of shit. Yeah, he he be smoking. <laughs> all right. Anyway, <laughs> I see a lot of shit. Um. All right. Here we go. Which is the loudest animal on Earth? <laughs> um. The loudest animal on Earth is definitely an elephant. No. Yeah, you said it with confidence too. No. That, yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I know, I, bro. We have Burner Boy over here, and I told him I, I, I literally gave him an answer. He's like, no, that's not fucking right. I'm like, bro, it's my <laughs> What is it? It's the sperm whale. What? Oh, because it's underwater. You know, okay, it? the whales are kind of loud underwater. Corey knew it. All right. I don't know though. Elephants are pretty loud, man. <laughs> they are, but the especially when they we should go to the zoo, man. Elephants are loud when they fucking. Okay. There we go. Oh. Yeah. 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 Sperm whale, forty yeah. miles away. Yeah. Wait. So, all right, last one. You ready? I'm two for two right now. No, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) You're definitely not. (laughs) All right, which is taller? The Statue of Liberty or the Eiffel Tower? Eiffel Tower. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, okay. Of course. Two out of three, we good. (laughs) You mentioned off camera that that you've been, you know, you've been out here for a couple of years now being in L.A., right? So do you got... We do, we do the homegrown uh the the hot spots man any any hot spots here in L A that you want to put people on food spots that you frequent that you like yo this is fire I got if you come to L A you have to go here hmm if you come to L A 
food spots. I'd say like I like I like this place called Stevie's in Midtown. Stevie's it's like in Creole Midtown. soul food. I feel like that's a hidden one. You know that, what I'm saying? That's your favorite food? Um, I love I love soul food. I love Jamaican food. I love sushi. Sushi's my favorite. I got this hole in the wall spot. Um, sushi. Like, like, sushi. Like, he looked at the don't, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got. <laughs> I got a, I got a couple of sushi Yo, spots crazy. and stuff, and uh, I got a couple of sushi spots in like in like um the valley and stuff. I feel like I feel like if you pull up to man, you got to go to Nobu Malibu. You know, experience the ocean. I feel like that's just like a good vibe spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Toka. Okay. Um, yeah. um, now, dumbest thing you spent money on. Um, well, that that you that meant you or someone else felt and your, on your team felt like it was a dumb purchase. You don't answer, Corey will. Back. Um, <laughs> I'll say this: when I bought this watch, I bought this watch for one hundred fifty thousand, and everyone was pretty much saying it was a dumb. It was pretty dumb. You know what I'm saying? But now, three years later, the watch is worth three hundred thirty thousand. Oh, wow. Is that right? So it's a, it's an investment piece. Let me have it. You didn't get. <laughs> you didn't get, get no DM for somebody saying, "Oh, that's not the right one. This is a fake piece or anything." Right, like that. right. Yeah. So I don't know. Definitely like a car. Maybe like car. I bought like a Lamborghini. A couple years ago, I was like, yeah. Also, I mean, well, that's yeah. The cars appreciate asset, but I do want to salute you for being in on the NFTs, getting in the crypto space. Hell yeah, man! I just got my onboarding a uh, couple like not too long ago. Okay, I, I'm DJ Head Okay, you know lit. what I'm saying? I'm all in, bro. I'm I'm crypto man, pumped out. This is the now, really, uh, bro. I'm, listen, let's go. Listen, I like bro, that. I'm, I'm all in, bro. Man, this is the future of everything, man. Let's everything on, is man. gonna be on the blockchain. Facts, like. That's it. That's the, only, that's the only type of chain that anyone needs now is the blockchain. The blockchain. The blockchain. Are you, now, when, did you, were you on it immediately or were? Nah, so um, my one boy, he was in crypto since like 2015 or something. He's been telling me to get into it, buy Bitcoin and stuff for years. I got in about a, a little over a year ago when Bitcoin was just under 10,000. And like, I just saw this shit just kept going up and stuff. So I just kept buying more. So like I'm like I'm heavy on Ethereum and Bitcoin. Like, you know, the, there's always the other coins and stuff, but those are the two. And then I love the NFT stuff. I just bought like two apes last week. I just bought like a bunch of stuff. That's just it's just fun, man. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely interesting. Once I got my I understood it way more once the homie like on it was like we were literally on Zoom for about if I'm not not exaggerating, four and a half hours. This is and this we were is, just going over every little thing, and he was telling me about it and walking me through it. I yeah. had to go buy all my shit. I got my MetaMask. I got everything going now. Yeah, hell so yeah. I'm good. I feel like the best the best way to explain it to everybody is like, <clears throat> so NFTs is like digital art. So like if if you got art right, let's say y'all got art up here at the radio station. The only people that are really gonna see the art. Is people that watch the videos, obviously. But, like, people that when they come in here, they're going to see, the, oh, wow, it's a sick piece of art. You know right. what I'm saying? So if you got art in your house, not a lot of people coming in your home, they're not going to see the art. Then you spend a million dollars on 100000 whatever, 20K, 5K, whatever on. But, like, w with the digital art, it's like you can get the art and then you put in it, people are putting his profile pictures and use, using it on the Internet. So, you, so millions of people are seeing it's your art. Got, yeah. Instead of just, like, a couple people in your house seeing Facts. your art. You got millions of people on the internet seeing your art. You know I saw you did a drop too. Yeah, it was a was it a drop? It was like yeah, it I, was crazy. Yeah, I did a drop. Uh, so like we have this like little baby murder toy and stuff. So we did like the NFT version. We dropped it on Crypto.com. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it did it did very well. Appreciate everybody. And then we're gonna do like an airdrop for everyone that bought one. So stay tuned. Oh shit! Was, okay. Yeah. We got some yeah, you got to put him on. He's yeah, he, that's I'm, my analog I'm, friend right there. He's, I'm still, I'm about to learn. <laughs> I get the, I get the bare basics of it. I'm still kind of like, I know I need to get into it. Yeah. I just don't. I have no like when he said the ETH. I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I got some Ethereum. I be, I, mean, I be putting like all like all the producers on and shit. Like even like like Section Eight, little baby's producer. He called me. He's like, man, I'm finally ready. I want to get some. And I'm like, man, just like you know, just send me a thousand. I'll send you a thousand dollars. Like, just get people in the game. Like, you know Put what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, once you see it, and you got it on your phone, and you got it, and then you see it going up and down or whatever it's doing. It's like it's, you're in the game. You can start learning. You know what I mean? Would you Would you accept that at now as a form of payment? Yeah, I, I actually did. I did like a week or two ago. I got, I got a lot of ETH for a beat. Wow. Yeah. It was cool, man. It's just times are changing. You know that's what I'm saying? That's what's up, bro. Times are changing. Salute to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. That's Appreciate amazing. it, man. Hell yeah. Do you get mistaken for other people? Uh, yeah. Who? Sometimes I be getting the, the Jack Harlow. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's a low hanging fruit. Yeah, that's it though. Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, for sure. I don't know. 
Uh, Why, the, who who do you think I would get mistaken for? Um, I don't know. You look like what's the guy that played? Um, uh, uh, David Spade. Nah, I'm a David Spade fan. <laughs> the Luke Skywalker guy. The oh, Mark, uh, yo, it, I was Luke Skywalker for Halloween. What's his name? Uh, Mark. I, I forgot his name. I was Luke Skywalker for Halloween. It's more the hair. That's was it funny, is the hair. Man. It's the hair. Mark Hamill. Thank you, bro. No, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, Mark Hamill. That's why I, I saw. Yeah, that's funny. I was yeah, I was actually Luke Skywalker. I was had the sword and shit. That was cool. All right, so we, we like to end on this note, man. You kind of spoke on it, but you can get a little more direct now. The year can't end. Right, without without murder beats doing what? What what are some goals that you got? And it could be music related, doesn't have to be music related, but just things that you have on on your your getting heavier into real estate. Really? Mm, Yeah, like I like I love investing, man. It's just fun. Like that's why like I love the crypto stuff and all that stuff as well. It's like it's just like I don't know, that shit excites me. You know what I mean? You got your real estate license? No. Is that something you you're trying to get? Uh I don't know. Not that that (laughs) to be out slanging homes. Probably not. Maybe, I don't know shit. <laughs> Who knows? In a couple months, um, we might see some other shit. Yeah, I don't know. Just, like, be on the lookout. You know what I'm saying? Definitely going to keep dropping a lot of music, nice. having fun with it. You know what I'm saying? And um, One Shot, is that a collection? Uh, uh, it, are you dropping, like, like when is that coming? So One Shot's out. No, no. no one Shot is I'm out. I'm talking about, is it, is is there a body, a body of work? work? Um, there, there might be a body of work to look forward to this year. You know what I'm saying? I definitely need to drop something. The only thing I ever dropped was a mixtape in like 2016, 2017 called right. Keep God First. And like people love that one. So it's like I haven't dropped anything since. So and I'm sitting on a lot of music. Been so is it is it did time. you did you gangster the music like you did the one shot record? Or or did people like, okay, you that's you, this is me. You kind of divide them up or oh, I just got a lot of stuff, man. So we just gonna have to figure out what it's gonna sound like and put it out. In your, in your yeah. mind, are you thinking of possibly doing a part two, or is that just, nah, I don't even want to go that route? I definitely want to do a part two. Okay. So that's kind of like the debate. It's like, do I do a different name, or do I do Keep God First 2, or do I, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I love that mixtape feel of stuff, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because it's like nowadays it's all about numbers and this and that and debuting, and it's like right. it takes away, and it makes people not even want to drop. Like, a lot of people, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'd be overthinking their drops and stuff. That mixtape time was just like people were just... Releasing crazy and music. And you said your birthday is next month. Yeah, February 11th. So keep God first, too, February 11th? Uh, <laughs> in the metaverse. Probably not. Okay. Metaverse? <laughs> but what? In the metaverse? Metaverse? I don't know. See, I'm trying the to Metaverse, like I know man, it. we in there. So, so you going to drop the album? Maybe you you going to drop, drop Keep God first, too, February 11th in the metaverse? Mm, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, February 11th on my birthday, I'm going to be DJing a Hakkasan in Vegas, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Anybody, if you That's pulling up, man, man, it's about to be a movie. Okay. About to be a movie. Might 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 preview some songs off the album. Damn, see? Got some shit. Murder Beats, man. Thank you so much for pulling on up. Uh, congratulations on everything. Look forward to seeing what, what transpires in this next year. For Appreciate you, y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? Every single, we're going to pull up and we're going to chop it up. Let's make it happen, man. Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. Murder Beats. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir.